Wagwan family, let's help Brata bring authentic Caribbean arts and culture off Broadway. Since 2009, Brata Productions has been dedicated to giving Caribbean and Caribbean American artists a platform to showcase their work and talents. They brought Caribbean folk culture, music, movement, artists, and theater to over 50 stages worldwide. This year, they're bringing Caribbean art mainstream to Off-Broadway with two plays and a concert from the award-winning Brata Folk Singers. But Brata needs our help. They recently launched a fundraising campaign online to assist with production costs. So let's help Brata reach their fundraising goal of 50000 Donate just $5, $10, $20 to their campaign. Give any little thing where you can give. Click the link in our show notes and it'll take you directly to the fundraiser and you can donate there. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and of course, style and vibes. The last hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Style and Vibes podcast with yours truly, Michaela. I hope you guys enjoyed the last two episodes coming from the Breadfruit Media family, Strictly Facts and Carry On Friends. I hope you guys like them so much that you have already subscribed. They have amazing podcasts and you should definitely listen. So today is just going to be me. I'm doing something a little special. I'm sharing my first experience at the West Indian American Day Parade in Brooklyn. Traditionally on this day, you would have that parade, but it's actually been canceled for the second time in a row due to the COVID-19 pandemic situation. I'm sure you guys are well aware. So some events are still keeping, but the parade itself is not keeping. So I thought it would be kind of fun to just share my experience with the parade for the first time. We'll get into my whole story in a bit, but want to share, you know, what's new in style and vibes. So Shensia is making big waves in the States. She is on Kanye's new album, Donda. I haven't heard the album yet. Uh, there was this huge marketing buildup and it was recently dropped. But she's actually featured on two songs. So I'm hoping to get a listen to that. Jamaica, you know, will probably soon change their area code to 123 because of the way that Elaine Thompson-Hara, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, and Sharika Jackson are literally running things. They might run things around here. So big up to those ladies and all the athletes that have been really doing a good job. And there's been so much coverage on all of the Olympics, the different track and field events afterwards, as well as well as the Special Olympics. So if you're keeping in tune with social media, I think, you know, Jamaica has just been on a really great spree and just watching them has been super fun, energetic, amazing to watch. And these three ladies are definitely leading the path. Spice, Cartel and Sizzla all released new albums in the last month. I have so much more information, so make sure you guys are signed up to the newsletter if you want more in your inbox every week. Make sure you guys sign up. So it is that time again here in New York. Every Labor Day weekend, New York City kind of just comes alive with all things Caribbean. Soca, reggae, dancehall, calypso, steel pen, you name it. You can literally drive all over the city. You hear music blasting, and it's really a big Caribbean vibe. 
if you have never been, it truly is an experience. Even if you just get a look at chups of the vibes, you don't have to take in all the festivities. Um, but as I mentioned for this year, the second year in a row, due to COVID-19 restrictions and with the pandemic, the West Indian American Day Parade has been canceled. It usually happens in Brooklyn on Eastern Parkway. But this time around, they're keeping events with limitations, but not the parade. It's a time where all Caribbean countries are on full display with full vibes, just in full swing. It doesn't matter what borough you're in, you know, the vibes are always there. But of course, Brooklyn takes the lead in the vibe section. You know, I just got to call it like I see it. Uh, so just a little history on the West Indian American Parade. A woman named Jessie Wardell and some of her friends actually started the carnival in Harlem in the 1930s. Um, they would have a staging of costume parties that were in enclosed spaces like the Savoy, the Renaissance, the Abu Dhabi ballrooms, because they were happening around February. That was kind of the start. But then in, in the 60s, it was um, moved to Brooklyn um, by another Trinidadian named Rufus Goring. And it's been in Brooklyn ever since. So if you want more information on the history, you can check out the West Indian American Carnival Association. And they really give the full depth and breadth of how it got started. And of course, it's changed throughout the years. And I think this is probably the first time in, that I have experienced that there hasn't been a parade in, in, in two years, which is interesting. It's not something I didn't think would happen. Not that I would be out there anyway, even if it were to happen, but it's still part of New York's robust culture, especially from a Caribbean perspective. Um, I'm sure they'll bring it back eventually. They're not really stating if it'll happen next year, and it's going to be up to however things progress in the city of New York itself. So we'll continue to see that. But on to my story. So I, I think I might have been anywhere between 10 and 11 years old. My mom kind of came to me and said, hey, we're going to go check out the West Indian Day Parade. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm just going with mom. My mom, you know, was really big on taking us different places. So we were always exploring new things. Uh, but when she said parade, I'm thinking of parades that I had seen on TV or that I had gone to. They were like, you know, people standing on the sides and you watch the marching band. But I wasn't expecting this grandiose show that I did. So it was such an amazing experience that I just wanted to share it with you guys, especially as the first time, you know, diaspora kid, Caribbean American, first generation. I think events like these are really important because it keeps you connected with your culture. So literally, we kind of just went to the parade with some family friends, but you know, aka aunties and cousins, because that's how we do. <laughs> we drove down to, to Brooklyn and parked somewhere close to Eastern Parkway, but not in the mix of where all the crowd was. And it was kind of like before the beginning of the parade route. So as we were walking towards Eastern Parkway, you hit this block and I can't remember the name of the block off the top of my head. And you see the trucks like literally turning onto Eastern Parkway. I had never seen so many people in the streets, lying on the sidewalk. I saw massive costumes and I was like, oh, this is going to be different, <laughs> very different. I'm walking down a major street that 
was usually full with cars and the parade route is on one side of the street and you know vendors and people are kind of walking on the other so i knew immediately that it was going to be a different experience so i stopped quickly or i i'm sure i asked my mom to stop at a vendor so that i could buy a jamaican flag because i saw all of these flags waving and i did not have one note to sell never leave home without your flag for represent from that day on i always had a flag i was dressed for the occasion though um, so I was dressed appropriately in the sense that I had on like jeans and a tank top and definitely sneakers because I did not want to mess up my new sneakers. You know, you often make sure your sneakers them keep clean. Uh, so I wore, I left my good going out sneakers and wore my, my older sneakers and I knew we were going to be doing at least a good amount of walking. I wasn't prepared for how much walking we were going to do. So we were in a big group. And of course, there were some kids, some adults. So we're holding each other's hands as we make our way through, you know, across the streets down to kind of find a good spot where we can kind of stand and watch the parade. We were actually walking faster than the parade route itself. But I remember staring all over the place because it was such a huge sensory overload for me. People were spilling out onto the streets. They had whistles you know, minimally dressed clothing. Everyone had on their colors as they were chipping down the road, whether they were participating in the parade or just walking down the sidelines. Everyone was in their colors. They're singing along to the music. They're cheering. The music is blasting from every speak. There's speakers on the right from, you know, the homes and the people who are on the sideline. And there's music from the truck coming in. And it's just blasting. And then you see costumes everywhere. The smell of all these different Caribbean spices and food from the islands. Vendors were selling everything, clothes, accessories, bags, fruits, mixtapes, and so much more. This was what I would call a true melting pot. I had never seen so many different flags, so many different representation of different islands jamaica haiti trinidad montserrat sink it i think that was my first experience about learning about all the different islands and the different flags because that was probably my first question is what flag is that what flag is that what flag is that when i was asking my mom you know questions and then there are these massive bands with costume elaborate costumes that were literally required wheels to walk from one and to the other and it's not like a truck pushing it but literally a person so you know masqueraders walkers and like everything was just so overwhelming to me and the colors oh my gosh it was just a sea of beautiful vibrant colors you would see you know bands that had matching costumes it was just so beautiful and it was really interesting to take in the massive uh, decorations on the trucks because every truck felt different and every country had their own spin and every design was slightly different. It was my first real experience in understanding what masquerade, plain mask really was because at that time it wasn't something that I had done before. And then of course you had the masquerade trucks and then you had the DJ trucks and then you had the steel pan trucks and sometimes those coexist together but they were just a sea of all of them and you got to kind of 
see in such a spirited way and each one clearly having its own identity. There were really no gaps in terms of musical entertainment or lack of visuals. It almost felt like if I didn't keep looking, I would miss something. Nothing felt repetitive. It really felt fun. We were really watching and dancing on the sidelines, jumping and waving and, you know, um, cheering on the trucks and the masqueraders. It was such a good scene to just take in on the sidelines. But to my surprise, I got involved in the action. We had seen a number of Jamaican trucks pass and most of the Jamaican trucks don't really have masqueraders. They just have people, you know, dancing with the truck in their colors and stuff like that. And they're usually DJs or artists that you would normally hear on the radio or um, you would hear of them in parties or mixtapes, stuff like that. And so my aunt looked at us and was like, let's go follow the truck. And I'm sure my eyes light up with excitement. I call me love excitement. So we actually made our way to the truck by, you know, gingerly unhooking the barrier to squeeze through. You know, at the time, it wasn't really jumping the gate, but, you know, we just kind of sidestepped the thing. You see what I'm saying? I can't even remember the artists that were on the truck, but I do remember Beanie Man being there and he was promoting his movie Dancehall Queen and he was throwing flyers and promotional CDs in the crowd. And I remember picking up like, Mom, I definitely want to see this movie. She's like, okay. So I kept the CD and I kept the flyer. Um, and we really just made our way down Eastern Parkway with the truck, maybe about 10 to 12 blocks. Um, and then we walked backwards on the side and did the same thing again with another truck. And then we walked back down and then came back up and walked again with another truck. And by this time, of course, we're all exhausted from just walking. And of course, you know, I'm still a kid, so I'm tired. But you know, it's one of those moments where you don't want to leave because you feel like you're going to miss something. But we were all exhausted. And we started coming out of the road and made our way back to the side on the sidewalk um, and trying to make our way back to the car. So by this time, some of the crowd had thinned. Um, but of course, we couldn't leave without getting something to eat. So we stopped and get some jerk chicken. And we sit down on the roadside, have some corn and some soup before we made our way back to the car. So the parade was really a total immersion into Caribbean culture that I remember that experience so fondly and not just being from Jamaica, but really being able to explore other countries and other cultures. It was such a freeing and culturally empowering moment for me as a young person because I had never been around anything like that before. So after that, it was the must-do summer event for me for a very long time. Every Labor Day, we would go down to the parade. You would see the cars. And by this time now, a lot of people coming from, you know, different cities and states were coming in to come and enjoy the festivities as well. So every year it got more and more packed. It got bigger. Um, I got older, so I was able to do a lot more. So as I got older, I would go to my family's house for the weekend, we do juve, we do mass camps and the parade. And then as I got even older, I started attending some of the festivals and concerts with my friends in my 20s. So the experience, especially if you're coming up and growing into it, is very different. Now I kind of take my daughter to Kitty Carnival 
she experiences all of that, but just in a smaller scale. Um, she's even asked a time or two to, to, to participate. And that's always fun. So for me, you know, Labor Day will always be, and I think for a lot of Caribbeans living in New York, it's always going to be synonymous with the West Indian Day Parade um, that happens in Brooklyn. It's really a cultural moment for us that really has even transitioned and been dubbed, you know, New York Carnival Weekend. And now it's a weekend. It starts from like the Wednesday before Labor Day, right through the end of the day, Monday. So you have events, stage shows, cultural events, things for kids, parties happening throughout all of the boroughs. And the West Indian American Carnival Association keeps the artistic culture events alive in Brooklyn. So you can go to the Steel Pen show. You can see a lot of the cultural elements at the Brooklyn Museum, all of those things. Um, so if you haven't been to a New York carnival experience, I highly suggest that you go. I hope that this story kind of let you reminisce a bit on some of the good times. I know sometimes every year we, it gets marred by some of the, the things that happen off the beaten path in terms of just, you know, violence and things like that. But don't let it, you know, consume what our experience could be. I mean, you know, you want to be careful and you want to be mindful. But this experience is definitely one um, that you want to experience because it's one of the biggest on the state side. And now, you know, there's other cities that have been doing their own DC, Miami. Um, I think Orlando has one. There's one in Texas, New Orleans, LA. Um, but New York really has been doing it for some, a l really long time. And it has a legacy all on its own. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and your stories around your own carnival experiences for the first time, whether it be in New York or not. So make sure you guys hit me up and tell me what your experience was like the first time. That is it for me. Until next time, Leah Tummy Peeps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tummy Peeps.